0: How y'all doing? Y'all good? Cool. Uh, always take it, on, count of an honor and a privilege to able be able to speak in chapel. I never really, well, I speak ever so often, uh, but usually it's like in the spring. So last night we got a um, message. I got a message that um, Karen Hagen, uh, I call her First Lady Karen Hagen, um, she wasn't able to make the chapel today. And then the backup speaker wasn't able to make it, so I'm the backup to the backup. All right. So you guys have to bear with me for just a little bit. Is that all right? All right. So I'm going to jump into the Word of God because I want to get ready to go into the worship as well. But how many are ready to receive a word from the Lord on today? Come on. If you're ready, just put those hands together. Thank you, Beth, for all of the kind words. Um, I always... I'm just glad to be able to serve. Let's look in the word of God. Today, I want to tell you what our subject is off the top. I've been preaching this word all year, um, and it's just the word the Lord gave me before we came into 2020. And I, the Lord gave me the word restoration. Someone shout restoration. I didn't realize what the word was, how it was going to impact us this year because I did not realize what we would go through this year. But now that we're in the year, I believe that God gave us this word so that it could be inspiring to those who need it. Uh, So someone shout again, restoration. And today I want to talk from this subtopic, Lord, keep my mind. Lord, keep my mind. I want to look at Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. I'm going to do a little bit of reading in chapter five. But I, I love this particular chapter because we see God's handiwork in this chapter. We see him perform miracles in this chapter. We see him walk through so many great things in this chapter. Even before this chapter, we see great things uh, as he calms the water and he speaks peace to the waters in our lives. And we I want to look at the top of Uh, Mark chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Mark chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. If you haven't, I want you to stand for the reading of God's Word. If you would, we can stand for the reading of God's Word. I like to have an interactive worship. Amen? So so if I say amen, you should say amen back. Say amen? See? Yeah, it's easy. It's so easy. Now you won't fall asleep in chapel. All right. Good, good. It reads this. I want to I want to focus in on a few verses like one through 14, but I'm going to focus in on a few verses and we're going to kind of jump around. It says this. They went across the lake to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus got out the boat, a man with an impure spirit, the, the, the King James Version says a lunatic came from the tombs to meet him. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked, What is your name? He responded, my name is Legion. He replied, for he said, we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Verse 11 says, a large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd of about 2,000 in number rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. 14 says, those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside, and the people went out to see what happened. Let me get 15 too. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who was, had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed, and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Lord, keep my mind you may be seated i'm so excited to have my wife on campus today to support she's so beautiful oh my god even with that mask on girl mm-hmm. okay so i i was praying about this and it was it was it was quite uh, quite interesting that the Lord dropped this in my spirit a week ago from today a week ago from today. I had no idea that I would be speaking in chapel today. I had no idea I would actually be speaking in chapel this semester. Uh, I, and what God gave me this word, and I was kind of sitting here chewing on the word, and my wife said, Well, when are you going to speak this?" and I said, I have no idea, but God put it in my spirit, and i 'd just been chewing on this. So when I got the text last night about speaking in chapel, I knew exactly where I was going to go. This particular passage of Scripture, not t- a lot of times people deal with this first miracle. They usually skip down to the second miracle, which is the woman woman with the issue of blood. Anybody heard of that miracle, the woman with the issue of blood? She had an bl- issue of blood for 12 long years, and we saw that there was a crowd around Jesus. Jesus was on his way to the third miracle's house, Jared's daughter, and he was on the way to the house. And here comes a woman with the issue of blood that gets through the crowd and touches the hem of the garment. And she is made whole. Jesus stops in the middle of this crowd and says, who touched me? And no one can figure it out. The disciples are upset with Jesus and says, do you see all these people out here? He said. Everybody's touching me," he said. "No, no, 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 no. There's one person that touched me, and she drew virtue from me because her desire was to be healed, and I felt virtue leave from me. People usually skip down to that, that 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 second miracle, and then after that, we skip down to Jairus' daughter, where God allows Jesus to go to Jairus' house, and after Jairus finds out word that the daughter had died, Jesus turns to him. Him and says, only believe, goes to the house, kicks out the professional mourners from the house, and he goes in and says, Talita kumah, and she rises from the dead. I like to call those two miracles the miracle number one, where God will restore back their life. And then that will God will restore back the soul. He restores the woman's life. Because he gives her her life back after 12 years. And then he restores the soul of the woman, the the daughter who had been dead, who was 12 years old and who had died. He restores her soul. And we see those two things happening. But at the top of this, we see a man. King James says he's a lunatic. Now, I don't know if you, anybody calls you a lunatic, but if somebody called me a lunatic, I would kind of be upset. You know, that's like somebody just just calling me all kind of bad names. OK, so so so, pr- Professor Collin, they call him a lunatic. Here's why. He was so bound in his mind that he lived in the place of dead things. OK, OK. I don't know about anybody else, but I don't like driving past a cemetery. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, let me ask you this. If we said, come on, we're going to go out, we're going to play kickball. All right? We're going to split the teams up. All right? Here's red team here. Here's gold team there. All right? Y'all ready? Everybody's hyped. Yeah! Woo! We about to go play kickball. Where are we going to play kickball? We're going to go down to the cemetery. What happened? Everybody was just happy. What, what happened? No, nobody want to go hang out in the cemetery. But this is where this man lived. Because he was not in his right mind. Let me, let me, let me deal this, dig in here again. He lived in the place of dead things because he was not in his right mind. Let me say it one more time. He lived in. In the place of dead things, things that are supposed to be gone, things that are no more, things that God has forgiven you of, dead places. And he lived there because he was not in his right mind. Well, Pastor, what, is it, what does it have to do with us today? Let me just say this. After all we have experienced in this year, Many people, I know we've got a smile on our face and we wear our church smile to school. We wear our happy smile in the, in the place. Matter of fact, some of you even are sitting underneath your mask with a smile on like this, okay? Because you have a plastered mask. It, it actually, it's in, very interesting that we have to wear masks now. And some people are upset about wearing masks. But if the truth be told, a lot of us wore masks anyway because we were not our true selves, because if we told the truth and shamed the devil, we have to realize that there's some things that are trying to kill our mind. There's some things that feels like legion that are taking over our thoughts, that are taking over our mind, that are taking over everything that we process. And so when we come to school, we look like the part, we dress the part, we act the part when we go to church. We look the part we sing the part, we throw our hands up in worship, but when we get in our places by ourselves, when nobody 's looking, we have to deal with us. We have to deal with life. I looked up some statistics and and wayne it said that depression in this particular state that we are living in right now is at an all-time high, especially in young people. I knew it was gonna get quiet. Why? Because I'm, I'm taking a mask off. It said that depression is so high in millennials, in Generation Z, it says that the mental health in 2020 is looking grim for millennials. This particular article said depression and depths of despair are on the rise among millennials, many of whom suffer from loneliness, money stress, and burnout in the workplace. I mean, all of a sudden you left, you went home for spring break. If you were here, if you weren't here yet, you went home from spring break from where you were and you never came back. All your stuff was still in the dorm. You didn't get to see your friends anymore. You didn't even get to be able to hug your grandma and your, your papa. And you didn't really get to. You had to be confined to a space. We thought it was going to be one week, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks. And it ended up being six Months. Thanks be to God. We figured out a plan. I think I, I praise God for, for, for President Leaper and, and for, for for Vice President Leaper and for for, uh, for President Scott Hagen for, for coming together and figuring it out, investing in what we could do here. But even when we came back, people were like, Do I hug you? Do I fist bump you? Do I airwag you? What do I do? We're still doing it. Why? Because we're still in a moment of disbelief. How do I handle this particular thing? Can I just tell the truth? Y'all can, tell, y'all can talk back to me. Can I tell the truth? Enough of us have endured so much stuff this year that we all could be 5150. Now, some of y'all don't know what that is because y'all ain't old enough. But that means that you could be certified with papers crazy. With papers. I mean, let's, 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 let's tell the truth. Let's tell the truth. There's, there's been enough... Uh, uh, we caught, we, we, me and my wife, we had, we had caught COVID. We had been, uh, um, in, in, we had been, uh, what's the thing? Quarantined. We had been separated. We sat, we sitting there. We hadn't been doing much travel. When we did travel, we quarantined for like a month. Then we got back. And then all of a sudden, here it is. We got COVID. Now, and then we didn't, need, there's some people that's just finding out right now that they're, cause they're watching that we had COVID. Cause if it felt like it was a death sentence. Come on, y'all can talk about it. Y'all can talk about it. It felt like, oh my God, it's the plague. It's, it's. I'm the lunatic stuck out in the tombs. It was like the curse. Nobody wanted to touch you. Well, are you, are you okay? Oh my God. Oh, 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 can I, can I speak? Oh my God. Let me, let me. They be like, oh, I remember mean, when I told somebody first. They said, I said, yeah, I had. And they said, oh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Why? Because it is so much that is packed into that. And then on top of that, we have the George Floyd, the Breonna Taylor, and all of the other L's of racial tension in the land. And it was right here in Minneapolis that things started going crazy and haywire. We have enough to be crazy about. Some of you could be walking around going, Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Cuckoo. Really, you you have endured things in your home that you have endured things in your dorm. You've endured things in your own mental faculty where you're saying, God, if it doesn't change, I don't know what I will do. I'm almost out of time, but I want to let you know this is where God shows up. Here is the tension of the text. We see Jesus, he gets in the ship. In chapter 4, he says, let us cross over to the other side. It is not clear if Jesus had another engagement, if he had to go and preach to another gathering. But Jesus says, let's cross over. To the other side, after he had been ministering on the mountain, after he had been ministering to many people, he said, let's cross over to the other side. I believe in my mind he crossed over to the other side just to get to that lunatic. Can we bring it to today's parameters? God is sitting there saying, wherever you are, he's he's telling the Holy Ghost, he's telling God, he's telling the angels. He said, let's cross over to the other side because I got someone at the count of three. I want you to shout your name. One, two, three. Okay, that was cute if I would have said, say your name. But I said, shout your name. One, two, three. He's saying, I've come to cross over to get to you. He knew that he was living in a place of dead things. He knew that he was living in a place where nobody wanted to go to him. He was so crazed. He was so filled with demons that they tried to bind him by the hand and the feet. And he would tear loose. To the point where he would move from everybody who was around him. They were scared of him. But watch what Jesus does. He gets off the boat and the first thing he does is says, let's go to the tombs. We just read it. Then he goes to the tombs and he seeks out this man. To the point, Genesis, he calls him out and says, who are you? Come here. And, the, and, and he doesn't respond, the demons respond. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna say this again. He doesn't respond, the demons respond. How many times have God called you to do something and you don't respond, the demons in your life respond? Okay, the I'm not worthy responds, the I'm too guilty responds. The I am not able to do response. The I'm not qualified response. He simply says, lift your hands. And you say, I can't lift my hands because those people on the stage, they walk with God. But they don't know what I did last night. They don't know what I had to suffer through. But God is saying, whatever state you are, come here and let me speak to you. Jesus then goes on. He says, what's your name? He says, Legion. That's the demon responding. He says, okay, I'm getting ready. He he gives a warning. He says, they, they, they see him. Watch this. The Bible says, every knee shall bow, every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The demons knew who he was. Why? Because the demons were there in the beginning in creation. That's a whole different discussion. So we see that and they see Jesus and they said, don't hurt us. Send us at least into the pigs. Don't just cast us out into the ether. We we at least, at least let us, God. He said that there was a herd of 2,000 pigs, 2,000 pigs, 2,000 pigs. And legion, he said, get out of the man and go into the pigs. He go into the pigs and it was over 2,000 of them that ran off the cliff. That means that there was over 2,000 demons in that man. And they ran off the cliff and they killed themselves instead of standing up to Jesus. What am I trying to say here? There is nothing that you're dealing with that Jesus cannot fix. There is nothing that you're dealing with that God cannot solve. I used to hear Little old women and the deacons would get up in our church when I was raised Baptist and we would have what we called devotion. We didn't have praise and worship. We had devotion. And that's when the older saints would get up in front of church and they would have their Bibles and they would have they would they would stand up there and they begin to sing old songs and they would begin to pray old prayers. And and, uh, the deacon would get down on his knee and see some of y'all don't know nothing about that, but he would get down on his knee and pray and he would say, oh, God, oh, God, I want to thank you. And the first thing you say, I want to thank you for Ray, for making me rise with a reasonable portion of health and strength and keeping me in my right mind. Wayne, I, mean, I didn't know what that meant growing up, but I could, I could quote it verbatim. But after this year, there's some of y'all who can, who can stand with me and say, After this year, I'm so grateful that I wake up with a right mind. I wake up and I say, Lord, I thank you. I, I, it's been hell on wheels, but I thank you. I, it's been crazy, but I thank you. All of us teachers, we don't know what's going to happen. We, 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 Today is on Zoom. Tomorrow is live, and it's hybrid, and we're doing this, and we're making pivots, and we're making things, but I say, thank you for the opportunity to still serve. I don't like what I see, but Lord, thank you for allowing me to be here in the midst. Here's one thing God challenged me to do. He said, when you pray, stop Complaining. Start thanking me for everything. So get ready. I want to come on, musicians, y'all, y'all ready? I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. I want everyone to stand now. This is what I want. I'm not going to have. I I would, you know, if we were in the non-social distancing time, I would have everyone come here and begin to wail before the Lord. But watch this. This is, this is just space. God is everywhere. He's in the balcony. He's in the sound room. He's in the back. He's in the front. And this is what I want you to do. While the, while the instruments begin to play, I want you to begin to just thank God. What do what, what we thank God for? I want you to thank God for a right mind. I want you to thank God that you didn't lose everything you didn't flip out. You didn't, you, didn't, you didn't just throw in the towel. You didn't become a statistic. I want you to thank God for the next 30 seconds for allowing you to wake up this morning, for allowing you to experience your day. Come on, I want you to thank God for the opportunity to just tell him thank you come on. I want you to thank God. Come on. We're getting ready. We're getting ready to go into worship. But while we are, I want you to lift those hands all over this place. Lift those hands. Open up your mouth and begin to tell the Lord, thank you. If you can't figure out one thing to be thankful for, just say, thank you, Lord. 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 Lord." Why? Because as you begin to thank Him, you'll begin to think about the goodness of the Lord. And then you'll be able to say, Lord, continue to fill me with your presence. Continue to fill me with your Holy Ghost. Continue to fill me lord we love you we honor you we thank you we bless you lord we adore you lord thank you for restoring my mind lord thank you for restoring my health lord thank you for restoring my joy and we honor you in the matchless name of jesus